Joining me now is Dairy NZ Extension Partner for Western South and Nathan Nelson. And Nathan, how are things going at your place? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ronan, and thanks for the slot. Yeah, look, it's um, definitely a, a cold snap, isn't it? And uh, I think varying layers of, of snow depending on where we're based. So here in Invertal, not too much settling on the ground, but you don't have to go too far north to, um, yeah, have a a fair covering of snow on the ground for this time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Look, what kind of effect might a short cold snap like this have on pasture growth rates and also pasture quality? Yeah, look, it's not telling um, farmers anything they don't already know, but I guess it's just quantifying how much impact or likely impact that cold snap um, potentially can have. So cold literally on its own, um, yeah, will obviously increase dry matter intakes. It's probably more likely if we saw... Uh, wind or rain sort of pick up alongside of that cold snap, um, certainly at, you know, sort of above zero degrees or even up to that five degrees, um, add a little bit of wind or add a little bit of rain into the mix um, and quite considerably dry matter intakes per cow per day, um, yeah, can increase by up to two to three kilos of dry matter per cow per day. So, um, again, most farmers will be well and truly on top of that, but it's just realising that, yeah, that extra extra feed needs to go in, um, yeah, right at the present point in time. Um, and I think probably the, the key part alongside of that is actually a, a good fibre source as well, whether it be some silage or some hay or sort of a bit of roughage just to actually, yeah, keep them um, content and keep that rumination happening and a bit of cut chew going on. So, look, everyone will be right on top of that, but that's sort of the immediate effect. And then, um, yeah, I think probably... Once that um, moves through, it's, it's thinking through what the implications are on how much impact it's had on uh, yeah, pasture growth rates and sort of what um, feed wedges or, or rotation links are looking like coming out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, I know it sounds facetious, but cows aren't too dissimilar from humans. When it's cold, we like to have a nice full belly of warm food as well. Yeah, that's right. And that just helps <laughs> with that whole r- r- rumination, doesn't it? Which actually obviously generates heat sort of internally. So, yeah, no, it does. It does make sense and, and pretty common knowledge. I guess it's just sometimes you sort of quantify those numbers and it can be a bit of a surprise that, yeah, how much impact that, that can have. So, and look, again, for, for our dairy point of view, um, given that most people are well and truly onto their second rotation and, and some even at least sort of halfway, even a bit further through, um, you have a look at the point in time that we are, excuse me, with the dairy season, we've got the start of mating probably only about three weeks away for some or even less. Um, cows trying to get to, to peak milk solids and, and obviously we're on that faster rotation so this late cold snap definitely will you know, lower soil temperatures and, and take the edge off those pasture growth rates so it's just been um, right on top of that with this crucial time to um, I suppose yeah, recover from this little cold snap and get cows back on track um, trying to encourage peak milk solids uh, and then make sure that focus on pasture quality is there um, and turning a corner leading into mating, uh, which obviously is a, a pretty big energy energy drain or energy reserve on cows as well. Yeah, so I guess, uh, once again, there's a slight upside here that this cold snap wasn't in a couple of weeks' time for the dairy farmers getting ready for mating because that would have had a bit of an impact if it had fallen on kind of the first week when you've got a lot of cows trying to cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess that's the the silver lining if there was one. And and look, don't get me wrong, we've had a great start. Um, August and September has been, yeah, definitely a sort of a pick of the bunch of the last few springs Mm. that we've had. So 
we were in a we were in a good position and, and I know even leading into that, you know, there'd been some sort of early bailage made and certainly some paddocks shut up which I dare say perhaps um yeah might need to be sort of utilised or, or come back into that rotation um length just depending on, on how long this cold snap hangs around for or how much impact they have had on your your growth rates. But I guess it's just thinking things through like what your nitrogen use was or um yeah, what your nitrogen plan was, making sure you do do a good feed assessment, um, whether that be um, whether you're into sort of a formal, um, you know, measuring or monitoring program, or if it's simply actually just hopping in the, hopping in the ute or the or the bike and actually going around and, and having a good look and just seeing, you know, what covers you've got in front of you and, and what's happening to regrowth, and behind. Because the other thing that we've probably got coming as well is for those that are wintering on milking platforms, then obviously that land comes out of the ground, um, you know, at some stage through October with groundwork happening as well. So. I guess it's just that seesaw between feed supply and feed demand, and every system's slightly different. But um, October and sort of November is that crucial month for getting that focus on pasture quality right to have cows milking well, and then obviously having a, um, a positive energy balance going into mating to you know, give yourself the best chance that you can. Yeah, absolutely. Nathan, just finally, you have got your Pasture Summit Field Day coming up on the 19th of October. Again, lucky the snow wasn't two weeks later. You'd be struggling to see the pasture through the white stuff. Yeah, look, really excited to be bringing this opportunity to South and the, the Pasture. <coughs> excuse me, the Pasture Summit's a, a forum looking at, um, or the chance that we've got in front of us is an opportunity to come along to Daniel and Emily Walsley's operation at Gorge Road, so over um, 1,200 cows there at sort of scale. Um, they're going to open up their business to look at um, how they manage that system. So they've actually got no inshed feeding um, in that system and, and fairly much a, a pasture-based system looking at all those pasture fundamentals and just what we've touched on really, how to focus on pasture quality and get intakes right and what tools they've got to manage that. And then alongside of that, they'll open up their books so we'll have a good look at how that system's operating as far as farm working expense goes and operating profit margin that they're able to generate out of that system. So, yeah, looking forward to, to bringing that field day to Southam. Um, I believe I've had one in Taranaki a couple of weeks ago, yes, so, yep. it's, so it's our chance coming up. So, yeah, look, just encourage people to register for that one um, and, yeah, you can jump on the website, pastiasummit.co.nz. Um, get yourself registered to head along to that one in a couple of weeks' time. Dairy NZ Extension Partner for Western South and Nathan Nelson. Look, appreciate your time and sharing your expertise on the country. Uh, no, on the muster today. Nearly got through it okay. <laughs> Excellent. Nice to chat, Rowan. Look, if anyone needs to touch base, um, feel free to contact your Extension Partner or jump on the Dairy NZ website for any information you might be looking for.